Thank you for joining the podcast, An Optimist Path Through Cynicism. We are up to episode four now. This episode is called Heartfelt Marketing Academy. Now, my name is Miles Eddy, and I have been doing business as a heartfelt production for a number of years now. And there's um, kind of a story behind that, that name as there's a story behind pretty much everything I do. And I consider myself a compassionate creative. And on the podcast today, we are going to have two prepared videos for you. Uh, last year, I did about a week of, of, of videotaping of mainly just rambling while I was in front of a green screen and and then a month later, I was at my studio in South Central Colorado, off-grid, nice straw, straw bale studio there, and was able to kind of do some more rambling and my thoughts about what this whole path has been for me as a, as a creative, as a compassionate person, as a, wanting to make a difference in my life. So I have two prepared pieces. We're going to play the first one, then I'm going to jump in, maybe reflect a few words for you if there's... Uh, some input that you would like to give on these, either in the replay, uh, just in the comments there, or email me, or there'll be a chance at the end of the podcast to have a bit of a talk back for this for those who want to join me live on the last Tuesday of the month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. So let me go ahead and share my screen and pull up this video for you. This whole being creative versus running your own business and what does that mean to be a creative and to be a solopreneur and to want to get your art notice, get your message noted, how do you get started with that? How do you do that and stay true to the art of being a creative and it's like okay yeah I've spent some money and I've known some people who spent some money on learning like solopreneurship and some of it's really good I'm redoing one now as a matter of fact um, and we'll talk more about that in a minute but the point at the moment is is that, that there's there's some patterns in how solopreneurs approach some of this training stuff. You know, I mean, marketing, as a, a compassionate creative, it's, it's been really hard to plug into that idea of marketing, certainly of promoting myself. And I think that not being able to promote myself goes deep into, uh, I suppose, ultimately my own trauma, right? My own limiting beliefs, Let's put it this way, given that I've gone through a lot of training for entrepreneurial stuff, given that I have a strong technical background, it's been easy, no, it's not easy, it's a lot of work, but I have the capability to keep learning this changing technology. I plan to use the training that I have to generate cash flow. But the whole idea as a creative to generate cash flow and what it takes to be the guy who creates that cash flow to know what to do in the first place. And I know a lot of what to do because I studied this stuff for a very long time. And, and that's not the problem. The problem is more inside the motivation, the feeling, the overwhelm, just everything. You know, fill in the blank. You probably got your own blank you can fill in for why things don't seem to get out and make an impact in the world, right? You, your music doesn't get known. You're not as known of an actor as you 
know you can be and that's your inspiration to get up in front of people or a public speaker or whatever it is. And I decided that I needed to switch how I was looking at this, this entrepreneurial training, more specifically solopreneur, which is much different. And I've learned that the community that I've been involved with in my training, um, has has been a lot of solopreneurs almost exclusively i know very few who aren't as a matter of fact for the people who have spoken up in the training in the online workshops and whatnot and i find it fascinating that that those who are attracted to this life of being a solopreneur of of wanting to do it themselves and wanting to make an impact in the world and their motivation is almost always wanting to help people use their creativity have a nice comfortable life resource wise but truly wanting to do the work because they want to help people and that describes me it's like what do I see my role do I see myself as that secure guy who can get in front of this camera and create community by putting these videos out there not just creating my music not just creating my my videos actually using it to connect with people to create movement and money is energy. It's like, I like that metaphor, that money is energy. That makes sense to me because it's like, then money isn't the point, right? Money is the, the source of the power that allows the machine to run. And building your money machine, your um, creativity machine, your social activism machine, your spiritual growth machine. It's all a matter of, of finding the right process. The first point is, is that you have to create your own systems. And as a solopreneur, you can create those any way you want. And as a creative, you're probably going to want to create an environment that is conducive to you as a creative. And so, a lot of my process for me has been more about setting up the environment to give me the opportunity to do things like this. This is about being able to express myself. This is about taking all the, 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 the conversations and the values and thinking about all of the change in the world and the change in my life that I want to do. As a creative, I want to be able to not feel the pressure of a deadline. And that's pretty important to find that stillness, that calmness. Uh, that's why we meditate. That's why we are going to learn to juggle. And it's to find that calm. But, but let's talk about time. Not just time management, but your relationship with time. I took a course and they asked me, what's your relationship with time? I said, what an odd question. That's a great question. What is my relationship with time? And, and, and time as creative is something I want to step out of. I want to get into a flow state and not feel the presence of time. The feeling of being a solopreneur, not just a solopreneur, but a compassionate creative, right? Somebody who really cares. We want to help people. We want to change the world, but we want to have our needs met too. We need to have our needs met too. Heartfelt Marketing Academy is designed specifically for those who want to follow the framework of a business to generate cash flow to support the mission the vision the 
reason they're into their creative expression. This is what I've wanted to do since college. I've wanted to help other creatives use the technology to express their creativity. And for me, that was through keyboard and electronic music. The whole reason I'm doing this, the whole reason I want to bring other compassionate creatives into this paradigm of making your art happen and learning how to finance it by doing it you know, to the best of your abilities or at the least being able to find some peace of mind and feel some happiness that you're doing what you love to do. So that was that was the first video of two that I produced to share with you tonight, and that was done about a month before this next excerpt, which was done on the walks in South Central Colorado, out at the studios of MidiAge Productions. Uh, MidiAge is the, what I called myself for almost 40 years, and uh, decided that a heartfelt production really just kind of summed it up better for me. And a heart, uh, an optimist path through cynicism is the umbrella of this project that's kind of covered my music and my creative life, but has also been what I've been trying to make my business of because I can't be much of a creative or I can't get my creativity out there and pay my rent and work on my creativity if we don't figure out the money. So I have another excerpt that I want to share with you real quick, and then we'll open up the call and get your input. And... Um, I did want to speak just a little bit more on a couple points um, in in the previous excerpt, which is this whole idea of um, being able to ask for the money and knowing that the way that we are helping other people is by allowing them to have some skin in the game and make the commitment to a path that they are going to invest some resources into and that whole idea that mint energy that money is energy and it helps our own energy is is just something i've found pretty useful in my own creative life so now i'd like to introduce you to miles from just last summer on my walks at the studios of midi age productions in the san luis valley of south central colorado uh at the foot of mount blanca which will you'll see in the background so let me once again share the screen, and here we go. I created Heartfelt Marketing Academy because I wanted to help people who are basically like me, right? I needed help using the technology to express myself and feel relevant in the world. And I want to help people actually understand that there is another way than what they're being taught and trying to do and it not working. And as a compassionate creative, there are different ways that we can do things. So Heartfelt Marketing Academy for me is, is just watching so many of my creative friends struggle with trying to do their business and still stay true to why they are doing what they're doing. And so often I'm just watching people go off and having to make their money doing other things than the thing that they're here to do and the thing they want to do and the thing that they could be good at doing. And my story is an optimist path through cynicism, having grown up being very optimistic about going to space and the sciences and, and people working towards peace and the end of war and nuclear proliferation and 
all of it. The rest of the story is, well, here I am, age 62, finally getting into my own power, finally knowing that I do have something I want to say and something I want to give the world. And I hear people talking about playing small, especially in this solopreneur, solopreneurship stuff, playing small. And what does playing small mean? It means... I think ultimately the, the, the important part of all of that is, is that's probably the wrong question. It's just like, why do we play small? Why do we play not to the potential of what we can do, not going out into the world and having the experiences we know we can have? And that whole question about how do we fund doing what we're here to do if we can't ask for the money to do the things that have a spiritual base where asking for the money can be counterproductive. And I understand the idea of selling out on your spirituality or selling out on your art or selling out on your music or selling out on your message is really what it boils down to. And I, I, I gotta, I gotta put that aside and I'm saying, no, that's not the way to look at it. Money is energy. And to be able to do good work in the world, we need the energy and the energy flow. We have to change these ideas and concepts into mechanical energy, people doing stuff, building buildings, creating sound chambers, doing concerts, promoting this stuff, creating product, changing the energy into actual form that people can consume. And there's another real, you know, capitalistic term, but people consume. Yeah, we're consuming. We're <laughs> We're cons consuming spiritual input at some point, you know? And there might be a better word, a word that is, is associated with different feelings and whatnot, but that word consume, like the word progress or the word, uh, basically any word, it's, it's like, it's just a word. And what do we do with our words? And words are important. And being able to speak the words even to myself out loud here alone in, on the edge of the wilderness. So much of the time and the energy goes into creating the mechanism, the machine, the money making machine, the cash flow machine. And the paradigm shift that I don't do this as an entrepreneur, I do this as a compassionate creative and as soon as possible as soon as i have my processes down and i can repeat something and i know what the message is and i have all these criteria of only when i have this then and you got to look at that too and that goes back to just more doing less thinking however if you think it through first and then you start doing you could be a lot more efficient but as a creative a lot of the times you just got to get in front of the camera and ramble and then you got to do the work, which is going to be sit down and edit this, go through, listen to my own words, and then time shift all of this, cut and paste this with that and tell my story through video editing. But I got to have this first. I got to have this. And it's got to not sit on a hard drive somewhere forever. It's got to be worked. It's got to be worked by somebody else and I, I create my team or it's got to be worked by me because this is the message. This is the job that I have right now to sift through this stuff and to do my own healing.
Man, I got a lot of jobs right now. So that too, the whole wanting to teach other solopreneurs, people like me who want to get into the business and want to use the technology because that too was one of the original passions. Not just the multimedia show, but to help people learn how to use technology for creative purposes, for spreading their own message. And I think that our message is always relinked to our story, to our own personal experience in life. And the whole um, stage fright syndrome, where it's like you're afraid to go out, social anxiety, is very predominant in a lot of what I do. And I think it's very predominant in a lot of what social um, entrepreneurs are trying to do. They are telling their stories. They are finding their niche by taking their experience and sharing it with others who are having a similar experience. And even sharing our unsimilar experiences is really important, perhaps even more important than sharing our shared experiences. I saw that learning to be an entrepreneur was what was going to get me what I wanted without really understanding what it was that I wanted <laughs> and still not really understanding what I want. And I say that, and I know that there's a whole nother cluster of cells in my brain that are saying, Miles, you do know what you want. And I think that's true with most people. I think a lot of creative people do know what they want. I think capitalism is wonderful for what it's good at. It's not so wonderful for any number of other things. And addressing human suffering is, capitalism's just not the best way to approach it. Which is probably why I have such a hard time when I think about trying to create my own business how do I fund it? If I'm not using a capitalistic model for funding my vision of goodwill in the world, how am I generating the cash flow and keeping people working on the problem? Sitting here pondering that for a second, you know, I think there is an answer because there's more to... You know, more ways to figure out a problem than just the ways that we've learned in, in my background in Western culture and being very analytical. And I got a degree in computer science, so I was educated to be very analytical. My analytical thinking came way before college, though. And again, I think of my dad. So how does someone who's smart and talented and knows how to do a lot of things and well-educated and passionate and compassionate, how do you do it? How do you, how do you make this all happen? And part of it is going to be to get my team starting <laughs> as soon as possible. So what's been holding me back from getting help, from getting people to do video editing and marketing and... Uh, any number of things that I'm trying to do all by myself. Truth is, is that most of the social media marketing, I'm not doing any of it. It's not getting done. <laughs> right? It's not getting done because I, I, I want to work on my art. I want to work on my message. I want to work on being 
uh, promoting peace in the world and being an activist. And it's weird, that word activist. And it's a little triggering for me because I don't want to be an activist because my concept of activist isn't necessarily that good. Like my concept of capitalism isn't necessarily that good where it has good in the world. Activism, um, first of all, you got to describe what kind of activism you're talking about. And the activism I'm talking about and everything really for me in this community that I want to build, that I am building, is really about what, you know, looking inside and finding that awareness inside uh, means to growing a peaceful community around the world. Uh, helping each other be excited about life, about discovery, about, you know, everything, really. So let's do it this way. As far as, as far as building energy, right, shifting one's awareness, one's consciousness, just as far as shifting one's energy, right, let's just talk about the energy you feel in your body and your motivation and your mind and your happiness and practicing rewiring circuitry in the brain that you want to rewire, right? You want to be happy. So practice happiness. And hey, you know, how can I not be happy out here? Well, there's an answer to that. And it's easy to not be happy out in places that are wonderful around you, but you have to practice. And if you practice being unhappy, then that is how the brain gets wired. And now we can start talking about mental health issues and whatnot. But if you want to be happy, you got to practice happiness. And you have to also understand that it's not necessarily about always being happy. I'm not always happy. I don't think I will always be happy. It would not be a happy life if I was always happy, right? (laughs) So that raises a good question. Can you go do good in the world and not necessarily feel happy for it? Hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think that a lot of people do a lot of good in the world, including me, done a lot of good in the world and never really know what impact I've had. And now I'm trying to up that. Not play small, because this is another paradigm I'm hearing a lot about playing small. And I don't like that paradigm either because, hey, just playing is enough. (laughs) And... Playing small, playing big. Again, it just goes down to mindset. And I think mindset can be represented in vibration, metaphorically or otherwise. What does one say when you're starting a new path and stepping out of this? Really, what can I say? I can affirm that I am on a path of my own choosing that includes simply being good, simply being nice to people. And I say all of this with such reservation and with such heaviness in my body and my spirit and my heart. And the fact that I spent a lot of years out here theoretically trying to heal and just 
finding that I need community. So I want to talk briefly about what's coming up here. Um, Heartfelt Marketing Academy is something that I've been thinking about for a while now because I bought into a number of years ago, about five years ago, I bought into um, an entrepreneurial training program called Business by Design. And I watched myself going through this process as a creative and where my blocks were, um, where my blind spots were, even the ones that I knew about, not to mention the ones I don't know about, and how some of the recurring patterns um, just tripped me up in so many ways. And I've mentioned a little bit about how many different projects I'm doing. I mean, I have my music and my juggling. Um, I've got Optimus Path. I've got uh, Reflections on My Father, the Reverend. I've got um, all of this stuff, but there's a common theme to all of these. Um, so what's coming up a lot, I think, is just this idea that as creatives, we have to understand how we use our creativity to create create the cash flow that we need to be able to continue to do our creativity. And this has been very tricky because I have very marketable skills and it's really easy just to have someone pay me to go work on their project. And now I'm to the point where it's like, no, I want to work on my own project. And part of that is helping people with their projects. And so uh, Business by Design kind of got me introduced, which uh, brought me to Heartfelt Marketing Academy. And for me, Heartfelt, Heart, Heartfelt Marketing Academy is a business academy, learning online CEO kind of stuff, digital CEO kind of stuff. But when the primary focus is not actually cash flow, I mean, it's, it is in the sense you got to keep the machine running, but the machine is a higher message, a make the world better, you know, something that I want to integrate into what I'm doing. And for me, uh, performance is part of that, but not only of it, but that. So stay tuned for that. Uh, you can go to heartfeltmarketingacademy.com and get a sneak preview of what's coming up with that. That will also get you on my mailing list. And this is An Optimist Path Through Cynicism, the podcast. My name is Miles Eddy, doing business as a heartfelt production and all original music and love to share that with you at mileseddy.com slash music or just search for Miles Eddy on any of your music streaming sites. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I'm at miles at a heartfelt production uh, or just look me up on your favorite social media site uh, and uh, come to my website and let me know what you like and look forward to you. We do this the last Tuesday of every month and replay comes back out on anoptimistpath.com and the previous replays are there now. So again, thanks for joining me. Hope to see you next week and uh, really, really appreciate this journey that I'm on and that you've all chose to join me here live. Uh, and, and I'll see you next time.